Yo, man, what's up, what's up, what's up, Loki Theory, the podcast where we talk everything about MMA, fights, news, and breakdowns from a fan's perspective. It's your host, Isidoro Rodriguez. You can follow me on Instagram at el.dolito, so el.dolito on Instagram. So if you have any questions uh, after this um, podcast, you know, shit that you want to get off your chest, I'm like, oh, I don't know, who should be the next for the 155 Title shot against Khabib. I don't know. Do that. Uh, today's show is going to be a little bit different because usually I talk mostly about the UFC, but today we're going to talk about Bellator. <laughs> Bellator of all promotions. No, no, this on Bellator, but if you know me, you know that I'm not really the biggest fan of Bellator. They got really good fighters over there that should be in the UFC, but you know, they kind of yeah. waste time in Bellator, but neither here or there. It's, it's, it's been a bit different because Bellator is doing the heavyweight Grand Prix. So, yesterday was Bellator 198, which was Fedor Emelianenko, the legend, against uh, Frank Mir, which was, a, which, which was a former UFC heavyweight champion and fighter. So, yeah, let's, bring, let's, let's do that. So, without further ado, let's kick off the show. Enjoy the show. Tell me something later. I don't know. Do you? Alright, so this has been going on. I'm not going to be here for long because, you know, nothing big has happened in the MMA world right now. But that's why I'm covering Bellator. <laughs> but uh, what they got going on is their heavyweight Grand Prix, where, which uh, Fedor Emelianenko fought Frank Mir and beat him in 48 seconds. In 48 seconds. I've been. I, honestly, what I thought of the fight is that because Fedor is a legend. If you were an MMA fan or like a martial arts fan, you know that Fedor is a legend. He's been fighting in Pride, Strike Force, uh, mostly all of the promotions. You are, except for the UFC, but you know, we never got that. But Fedor is a legend, beat the best of the best, submitted the best of the best. But you know, Fedor is not on his prime. And even if you saw the fight, he was rocking a massive dad bod. The man, neither, neither of them were really in shape. Like it's literally only in MMA where you mostly see heavyweights that are like fat. In boxing, you do have like heavyweights that are fat, but like in MMA, mostly of the other heavyweight division, they're like big and chubbyish. You know what I'm saying? So this is so this is how the fight went. Uh, Fedor comes uh, as soon as they as soon as this fight starts. Frank Mir goes right in, uh, putting a little bit of pressure. And then drops Fedor. Literally drops him. Right there. Fedor just drops him. Everybody. Yo, whatever. Then Fedor, Fedor gets back up. Uh, Frank Mayer puts the pressure on him. Uh, pushes, pushes him against the cage. They clinch. And then Fedor gets the opportunity to do a hip toss. But then I think uh, his hooks weren't in. or he, Yeah, I think his hooks weren't in. So he just could have used the mount he could have went for the mount but he didn't do it so they just get back up again so it's just now frank mir is confident he's he's going towards Fedor. he keeps on putting the pressure on and they're like exchanging strikes he lands a he lands a good one two uh continue continue and then frank mir just literally goes uh just 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 charges fedor and fedor just misses with a misses with the um Misses with the right hand, and as soon as uh, 
uh, uh, Frank Mir ducks. He gets he gets he gets hit with a with a left hook, literally not even a big one. It's like a little a short one to the chin, and then just falls, falls. Feathers uh, punches him, and then the the referee stops the fight, and it was that. So Fedor beats Frank Mir, and he advances to fight Chael Sonnen for the uh, heavyweight Grand Prix tournament, right? And before I even go and break down or, like, talk about the the, the Sonnen fight, like, Frank Mir, bro, is just... <sighs> Frank Mir is one of those, one of those fighters, right? Because he, cause he, cause he, when he was in the UFC, he was already declining. He started losing... Not really there. His skills weren't really there. I think we had a fight with Mark Hunt. He lost that one. He got knocked the fuck out bad. And then I think he won. But before that, he won a fight. And just, when he got cut from the UFC, because he got flagged by USADA, he went to Bellator. And that's the move. That's one of the reasons I'm not really a fan of Bellator. Because that's like the UFC retirement home. Where they like UFC fighters that don't really... Mm, they don't have the juice no more. They go to Bellator and then they get like title fights in their first debut. They've been doing it with fucking Benson Henderson. Uh, they didn't do it straight away with Roy McDonald, but they usually do do it like that when UFC fighters go over there. And Frank Mir lost again at Bellator. Mind you, this is still Fedor, right? But like, I don't know what's next for Frank Mir. I don't know if you like retire, you just commentate. Because he's still a household name. He's still respected. He's done a lot in the sport. This is the guy who beat uh Brock Lesnar and shit. But nah, I don't think I don't think Frank Mir is, is I think it's over for him. But next to that, Chael Sonnen fights Fedor Emilianenko. Chael Sonnen is literally I'd say Chael Sonnen, the the guys who I think they have the biggest chance to win the the tournament are Ryan Bader and Chael Sonnen. Out of those people, be why? Because uh, Ryan Bader used to fight a light heavyweight, and Chael Sonnen used to fight a middleweight. They're very athletic. They'll still have their good wrestling. Their striking is is good. Ryan Bader is way better than than Chael Sonnen's, but Chael Sonnen's could could make work what he got. And I think they're like literally the fittest out of all of the heavyweights that they got. Literally, if you literally look at the heavyweight uh, Grand Prix uh, tournament, you see you have Roy Nelson, big ass belly. Matt Mitrione, big, but you know, but Matt Mitrione is still athletic. But like, and then the fit, and you have Fedor, dad bod. King Mo is in shape. Uh, Rampage Jackson, oof, ah, not the same anymore. Literally, either only King Mo, King Mo, Ryan Bader, and Chael Sonnen are like literally the fittest ones. And I think Ryan Bader is gonna be King Mo because they're gonna fight. They're the ones next, and then after that, whoever wins between Fedor and Chael Sonnen fights the winner of Ryan Bader and King Mo, and then for the finals. To see who is the winner and wins the Grand Prix. But I, th- I believe either Chael Sonnen or Ryan Bader get the title. But yeah, I, just, I don't know. I'm excited. I feel like Chael Sonnen could do it. I feel like Chael Sonnen could beat uh, Fedor Emelianenko. It's just very good, very, very easy game plan. Just take him down and just punish him. And just going to be like a decision win. I'm pretty sure. I feel like that's going to be Chael Sonnen's plan. 
other than that, it's kind of stupid because you don't really want to trade blow for blow with one of the best heavyweights in history. Me being Fedor, Fedor Emelianenko. So if I was Shale Sonnen, I think the game plan that he's going to take, that he's going to use is just basically wrestle wrestle Fedor, tire him out. Because I think after the, the the second round, Fedor, Fedor's tank is just going to go. And then, yeah, you, I think that's that could be an easy win for Chael Sonnen if he has the right game plan, which is basically just wrestle him. What else was there? Um, other than uh, the the main event, it was basically a jujitsu fucking seminar. As I saw, as I, as uh, Joe Rogan and uh, Brendan Shaw said it on the um, said it on the fight company. It was hilarious. But like, literally, literally, it was a jujitsu seminar. Everybody, almost everybody, won by submission. Uh, Rafael Lovato won by armbar. Neiman Gracie won by arm triangle. Dylan Dennis. Got his debut in with a guy with a guy that was like on a losing streak. I think he was two and four or some shit. Um, by toehold, and then call, and then he said, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, I'm gonna run Bellator." And uh, if you don't know, Dylan Dennis is one of those guys that like uh, one of those guys that trains with Conor McGregor. He's one of like one of his one of his crew crew guys, basically. But like he, everybody calls him out because like, oh yeah, you're trying to be Connor, you're not that. You, it's kind of forced, which I do get because sometimes his had his attitude is very very forced. Like you be like, oh yeah, you bums. I'm like, I know you don't really talk like that. I know you don't really talk like that because it's not even original. He's like sometimes he's like literally talks like Connor does. He's just saying word for word for word shit that he said. Or like when Connor said, "Oh, I'm going to run boxing. Oh yeah, I'm going to run Bellator." I'm like, "Yeah, cuz cuz Bellator is going to survive." <laughs> but but you know, uh but you know, got his uh MMA debut in. And then I heard he called out fucking Ben Askren of all people. I'm like, "If you don't know who Ben Askren is, is like one of the best welterweights in MMA." Ever like it's literally just call them out. I'm like, Dylan. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you, uh, you barking, you barking the wrong tree. This is this is too much for you right now. Get get a couple of more wins. Have Bellator feed you like guys with losing streaks, and then and then fight a, a guy that's okay, and then you be like, oh, okay, Ben Askren, because you know, which is gonna be tough for Dylan Dennis because he's like at the best division that. He's on the best division that Bellator got. If he gets too high, you get fucked up because you got killers. And from what I saw from the fight, his striking wasn't together. The striking wasn't all there. But we'll see what Bellator does with him. Uh, speaking of calling out, Rory McDonald, which in my opinion, I think is well, one of what top five uh, welterweights in MMA, also called out Ben Askren. I wish that was that was set. Cause I would love to see that fight. Why not? Fuck it. It would be like the biggest welterweight fight outside of the UFC, and I pay fucking. I probably even buy the fucking card. I probably even buy the card and watch it. But you know, other than that, I think that's literally that's it for fucking Bellator. There's there's nothing going on. Um, let's see what's up with the UFC. What's up with the UFC? Oh, they're changing. Uh, Changes in fights. So Kamaru Usman was supposed to fight Santiago Ponzinibbio. 
for UFC in Chile. Chile? Chile? Yeah, in, in Chile. So, but then Santiago was injured. I think he injured the thumb, so he was out. And then Kamar was like, oh, yeah, but, you know, um, I want to fight, but you better give me a top a top 10 because I don't know what rank Kamar was in. I think he's number eight or some shit. He wants to rank the opponent. So Damian Maya steps in. Damian Maya is the fought Tyron lost to Tyron Woodley for the title. For the when he fought for the title, got all struck, got beat the fuck up. Even when fucking Tyron Woodley only had one hand. But it's busy um, I don't it's it's very it's a very rough fight for Damian Maya in my opinion. I feel like Kamaru Usman beats the brakes out of Damian Maya. Not gonna lie, they're both very good grapplers. Kamaru's a very good wrestler, very strong wrestler. Damian Maya very good at takedowns. Sometimes fails a lot, but very good, very good at takedowns. Very good takedown defense. Very excellent jujitsu is dangerous anywhere. A fight on the ground is very, it's very tricky and very dangerous for Kamaru. I just, but I just don't, I just don't see Kamaru winning against Damian Maya. Damian Maya is kind of old now. Past his prime, not really there. He's one of those guys that like one of the gatekeepers other than Wonderboy. He's the guy who if you fight him, you lose, and then he beats everybody and then fights for the title and then loses. And then it it, it remains that way. He never like gets the title. He he was never really a guy that really got the shot. But I feel like this is Kamaru's year and Kamaru. This is this is a good fight for him because if he beats because if he beats Damian Maia, he's very, he could be very, very close for the title shot. Maybe fight, um, I don't know, Wonderboy next. Maybe fight Wonderboy if he, if he beats Till or, or fight Till or another guy that's maybe a number four or a number two in the division. And then get a title shot. Why not? Um, what else? Israel Adesanya, the guy that everybody says is John Jones. Even though they look, they don't really look alike. They don't really look alike. They don't really fight the same. They fight a little. They have similar styles, but they fight completely different. He's going to fight Brad Tavares. And Brad Tavares was the guy when he won, he, he called out Bisping. And Bisping was like, uh, nah, don't really want to do that. <laughs> it's, it's whatever. So they're going to fight for the at the, at the end of uh, Tough 27. Which is cool. I want to see. I like Israel Adesanya. Right. I really like. Him. I think he's gonna be something in the middleweight division. What else is there? Jose Aldo, who is fighting uh, Jeremy Stevens, said he said he wanted to retire after the fight was um, after the second loss against Max Holloway. But then he like changed his mind. He said, "Oh yeah, I want to fight three more times." Which is cool because you know, literally, he's a legend in the featherweight division. Jose Aldo is always a is a big fight for any featherweight, and any featherweight that beats Jose Aldo could just literally claim for the title. It could be I don't know if he like let's say he beats Jeremy Stevens or goes the other the other way around. You could always keep Jose Aldo to f- around and fucking Frankie Edgar to fight because that fight always is a big fight, and Frankie Edgar always wants to beat Jose Aldo and all. But yeah, you know. Other than that. Uh, what else got going on? Uh, no, 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 no. Dana White. So TMZ stopped Dana White and asked him about Conor McGregor because you know that's what's because Conor McGregor runs the show, quote unquote. Um, if he would fight Khabib in Russia, and then he like Dana White was like, Nah, we don't want to buy, we don't want to fight Khabib, 
in Russia because it's such a big fight. We want to do it in Vegas. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't it be bigger in Russia? Because, you know, Khabib says, oh, you have like a 160 million fans and all, all that stuff over there. But I think they want to, I don't know, keep it in the U.S. Maybe they don't want to take corner there because, you know, the Russians might do some other shit. Dude might die. But we don't know about Connor because we don't know about the the New York uh, uh, State Athletic Commission hasn't said anything. We don't know if he would do a charge. We don't know if he's how he's going to get punished, if he's going to be fighting soon. So it's all up in the air. But I hope that fight goes. But I hope that fight gets fucking uh, set up. What else is there? Mm, what else is there? Oh yeah, I'm gonna talk about UFC 224 in a second, but hold on, let, let's go. I'm gonna take a break, a little break, and I'll come back and I'll talk about UFC 224. All right, I'm back. Uh, let's break down UFC 224. Which, not gonna lie, UFC 224 is next week, and I haven't seen nothing of promo. It was like nothing. I just didn't hear shit. You can't hear nothing. I, but then again, I I, I said the last podcast because I thought the the car was pretty much trash. Nothing really appeasing other than the the Lyoto Machida and Vitor Belfort fight. Because uh, for me, I think that's a cool fight to watch. I, I think that's the favorite fight. It's, that's like that's gonna be like my favorite fight to watch in the event. But other than that, the event is kind of it's just literally meh. Meh to me is just mm. I it's like one of those like one of those slow UFC cards that you just watch just because ah uh, okay, cool whatever I'm waiting for more something more exciting to happen but you know um but you know let's go and break down the fight let's start with my favorite fight the Lyoto Machida versus uh Vitor Belfort fight now this is make or break for not even, no, I was going to say make or break for either fighters, but nah, Lyoto Machida just came back, he had the win, no, he had a loss, he got, he, he lost, and then had a win, controversial win versus Eric Anders, uh, but then again, it was in Brazil, and Vitor Belfort is, uh, he lost, he won his last fight, but then, but prior to that, he was on a losing streak, so if Vitor, Vitor loses this fight, Ooh, it could be goodbye career. I just, I don't know. I just don't feel like Vitor. I don't see why he fights, why he still fights when there's no improvement. Hasn't been improving on his game. He's not on TRT anymore. It's not. It's no longer you know super Vitor. It's not Vitor in this prime no more. So I don't know why. Mm, I don't know why he should be fighting. But then again, he could win. He could win the fight. I think Lyoto is going to win the fight by mm, either decision or TKO. I say TKO third round. These are Brazilian agents. They're far from their prime. Both were former UFC light heavyweight champion. Uh, no, one was light heavyweight champ. Yeah, yeah, they both were. They both were UFC light heavyweight champions at a certain time. You know. But you know, I think I think this fight is gonna be a good one for the fans. I think it's gonna be a good for a good fight for the fans for the uh, people that like know who these guys are, seen their fights. But you know, I believe Lyoto Machida wins the fight. I don't know, maybe <laughs> I'm gonna predict head kick, head kick TK, head kick in the third round. I don't think Belfort can keep up with uh 
with Lyoto's movement, even though they're both old now. But um, what's next? John Lineker, Hands of Stone versus um, Brian Kelleher. They're both coming off wins. Um, I feel like John Lineker beats beats Brian Kelleher because I'm more. Because I'm more aware of his of his career right, rather than Brian Kelleher's. I should I should look up more into Brian Kelleher. I know he beat Renan Barral, but other than that, I don't really know who else he beat. John Lineker, John Lineker fought uh, beat Marlon Vera, but then prior to that, lost to T.J. Dillashaw in a very outstanding performance by T.J. Dillashaw. But John Lineker is very dangerous. Likes to plant likes to plant his feet. And just throw fuck, just throw hooks, and just try try to break people with his fucking forward pressure. So I believe he's gonna win. Then you have a fight that I don't really care about, which is Mackenzie Dern versus ABC Cooper, which should honestly should be in the the prelims. I don't know why why it's doing it in the main card. I feel it's because Mackenzie Dern is like the new jujitsu. She's like the jiu-jitsu, she's very, very famous in the jiu-jitsu world. So they're trying to, like, push her into the main card to, like, I don't know, make, try and make a new Ronda Rousey. I think that's what they're trying to do. But I don't know. First fight didn't seem impressive to me. You you can see that her jiu-jitsu skills are on point. She, she, she's really good in the, on the ground game, but striking needs work. And... um I don't know, ABC Cooper is kind of a veteran. She's not really all that either. So, we'll see. It could be either or for this fight. But, um, I don't really care about it. Let's move to the next one. Jacare Souza versus Kelvin Gastelum. Now, this is a big fight for the middleweight division. Because, as, as I said before, either 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 of them can like, win this fight. If Kelvin needs, if uh, for Kelvin, I would say that for Kelvin to win this fight, he has to fight the same way, or in a similar way that Robert Whitaker when he fought Jacare, just very like elusive movement, a lot of footwork, just darting, uh, in and out quick, stick and move, stick and move, and then just literally go for the chin when the chin is there and just knock out Jacare. But Jacare is also very fucking. Jacare hits very very hard. Not not just and also not saying not and also not mentioning that he's a fucking jujitsu world champion. So if fucking it, if it goes to the ground, it's just over for Kelvin. Even you might think, oh no, because Kelvin used to train at Time Planner. He has and he also is uh, very good at a very good wrestler and very good jujitsu. But then again, but then again, when he fought Chris Wyman, Chris Wyman just took him to the ground and just manhandled him. So I feel like. I feel like Jacare could do the same if they go to the ground. But on this fight, I'm going to lean more on Kelvin Gastelum. Just because he's been on a roll in, in the middleweight division. Yes, he was stopped by Chris Weidman. But other than that, he's been on a roll. He knocked out um, Michael Bisping. So if he wins this fight, it could be it could be next for... Um, it could be knocking for a uh, title shot soon, next year. And this is the main event. Let's talk about the main event, which is Amanda Nunes, Bantamweight champion versus the challenger, Raquel Pennington. I'm just going to go off the game and say Amanda Nunes wins this fight because I feel like she just put out everybody in the Bantamweight division. Some have retired. Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate retired. 
and uh, others, Valentina Shevchenko moved the vision. Holly Holm, we don't know what she's doing anymore. I don't know if she wants to be featherweight or she wants to be, um, or she wants to go back to to Bantamweight. We don't know. It's kind of up in the air, and not a, not a lot is going on in fucking the female Bantamweight division. I feel if like Amanda Nunes beats, which I'm pretty sure she's gonna beat Raquel Pennington, even though Raquel Pennington, Raquel Pennington is a very very tough fighter. I just feel like, I just feel like that the female bantamweight division is just gonna die. It's just there's nobody there. Amanda Nunes is gonna be like the the champion for like, for like a very long time because I don't think like there's challenge in the division anymore. There's nobody like really there that I feel like ooh that if that person gets another win ooh she's gonna like fucking fucking uh destroy and really gonna be a serious threat to the champion. Maybe if Jessica Andrade was there. But she's in fly. She's at the fly. Uh, she's at flyweight. No, no, strawweight right now. So, hmm, I don't know. But yeah, that's all I think about UFC two twenty four. Not gonna lie, I, I I told you, I told you, because it's not really an impressive card to me. Even though there's like cool fights, like the Euro, the Lyoto fight is a good fight for me, and the Jacare fight is also great. Oh come on, really? Well, sorry, my bad. This is fucking ice cream store, <laughs> ice cream man over there. Well, yeah. Other than that, that's what I think about um, the UFC 224 card. Hi, right, man. It's been fun. Uh, it's been the Loki Theory episode five. Uh, very, very, very weak topics today because you know Bellator and also not a lot of things been going on. But I might, re- I might do um, a recap or a breakdown. Of the semi-finals or and the finals of uh, the heavyweight Grand Prix, and f- next few episodes. Also, I'm gonna cover next week. I'm gonna cover the the UFC 224 and do the breakdowns of the fights. What I like, what I didn't like. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed the fight. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at at el dot l dot delito. And uh, if you have any questions, send me that or you know. Ask me something about the podcast or, you know, other other fights, key points and shit like that. Also, you could rate the podcast. You could rate it on Anchor. You could listen to it on Google Play. Rate it on that. Share on that. Also, it's, I really appreciate it if you, like, rate, rated my podcast on iTunes as well. If you have a, an iPhone, you could go on, you know. You already know. You could go on the podcast, listen to the podcast, share it with a friend, rate it, like it. It'll help a lot. So, yeah, man. I'll catch you guys later.